Welcome back to another episode of Let's Talk. Let's Talk is a podcast where we give you a glimpse into some of our everyday conversations. I'm your host, Dwayne Powell. And your co-host, Hope Powell. I'm Jared. I'm Richard. All right, let's talk. What are we talking about? Today we're talking about jealousy, contention, and strife among professed Christians. Oh boy, this is good. When you mean there's jealousy, contention, and strife Mm -hmm. amongst Christians? That's an oxymoron. It is. That does not make sense to me. But sadly, it exists. So we want to talk about that today and how to get rid of it. So let's start with the definition. Mm -hmm. Jealousy is defined as very watchful or careful in guarding or keeping and resentfully envious. Envy is defined as a feeling of discontent and ill will because of another's advantages, mm-hmm. possessions, etc. Resentful dislike of another who has something that one desires. But jealousy has stronger emotions attached. Mm-hmm. So that's the definition. Mm-hmm. Now let's go to the Bible. Okay. Galatians 5.26 says, let us not be desirous of vainglory, provoking one another, envying one another. Mm-hmm. Strong text. It's very pointed. Yeah. And 1 Corinthians 3.3 3 reminds us, for ye are yet carnal, mm. for whereas there is among you envying and strife and divisions, are you not carnal mm. and walk as men? Now, the Bible is our guide, mm-hmm. and it warns us, clearly warns us about jealousy, strife, and contention. Wow. And, you know, jealousy does come in many forms, and mm-hmm. you know, a lot of times people are jealous of someone else's position. Mm-hmm. Not just jealous, je- jealous, but they're also envious of right. another True. person's position. Mm-hmm. And, you know, one of them is the position of leadership. Mm-hmm. You know, in leadership, sometimes people are appointed, you know, um, for certain duties in the church. And, you know, other members look and say, hey, I can do that. You know, I can probably do the job better. Mm-hmm. I did this job at my other church mm-hmm. or I'm a supervisor at my my secular job. So, you know, they become jealous of a person's position. And the thing about leadership in the church, there's certain um decisions that have to be made mm-hmm. that are not popular mm-hmm. with right. the majority of, you know, the congregants. True, and you true. have to be careful because choosing just anyone to do that, a lot of times as humans, mm-hmm. we're going to be led by emotion, mm-hmm. our connection with people. Right. And when you are given a position to do, especially in God's work, you can't allow emotion all the time. We have to be ruled by principle. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's true because, again, that's the Bible because uh, when you go back to the account of Moses, Aaron, yeah. and Miriam in Numbers chapter 12, that was the issue. Mo- right. um, Aaron and Miriam were moving by emotion, right? Because mm. God had providentially set Moses up as the leader, right? right? To lead Israel to the promised land. And Miriam and Aaron, they got jealous. Mm-hmm. In Numbers 12, they said, Have the, had the Lord not spoken by us as well, mm-hmm. they felt that they, in their own right, mm. were, a, were a better leader than Moses, right. even though it was God who chose them. Mm. You know but what I mean? So with jealousy and envy stirred up in their hearts. Right. Mm. I, I want to throw this in there because when you even look at that account, they were being used by God, mm-hmm. Miriam and Aaron. Mm-hmm. So they weren't even comfortable just 
you know, as David says, exactly. I'd just rather be a doorkeeper. Mm-hmm. I would do the minimal service. Right. They're like, no, I want to do it all. They, were right. co- they weren't content in the position God had placed them in. Mm-hmm. We are truly on one accord because exactly what you guys were saying, isn't that what happened with Lucifer? Mm-hmm. Wasn't he the top yeah. cherub? But he still exactly. coveted the position that Christ had, and yeah. look what happened. Yeah. And so we have to be careful as professed Christians in the churches mm-hmm. not to have that type of spirit. Yeah, that's dangerous. Mm-hmm. I mean, you want more shine than you get, you know, when you're not, I guess, participating in certain positions, that's, mm-hmm. that's very dangerous. Yeah. Yeah. Of the world. And that's true. And, and again, not to belabor the point, you know, many of the, many times when people envy other people in positions, they think that they can do a better job. But when God providentially allows them, you know, by whatever means, mm-hmm. okay, I'm going to test you. I'm right. going to put you there. Mm-hmm. They make blunders. Yes. Right. And they right. see why now, okay, God, that's why God did not put me there. And right. become bitter because th- they didn't do it the way they thought they could uh-huh. because they were resting on their own strength that's right. and not trusting in but the Lord. it's a lot of responsibilities that go into leadership and yes. having a position. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just not you appointed to that position. Exactly. You know, do you have the time mm-hmm. to even serve? Right. You know, and a lot of people don't, but they still want to be placed in that mm-hmm. position just mm-hmm. for a title. Right. right. Just to right. be seen, really. Mm-hmm. Um, and even on that point, this plays over even into the realm of Bible knowledge. I call it that right. because some people are jealous of others because of maybe how they share the word of God or, you know, because they perceive, OK, this person, they knows the word. I know the word, too. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to show you how deep I am. In mm-hmm. the right, word. right, right. I can right. be deeper than you. I can quote these scriptures <laughs> uh-huh. better than you. Let me preach. You I know, know Greek. Right. I know Hebrew. Yeah. yeah. Yes, yes. which means nothing. If it's not rooted and grounded in your heart, anybody can memorize and regurgitate what you put in. Mm -hmm. It's the Holy Spirit that gives us wisdom and knowledge. I mean, you see so many movies that, well, you used to probably watch so many movies where you saw people emulating the church. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, Denzel Washington and and the rest of those actors that are, you know, pretending to be pastors or whatever. They are preaching, well, from the Bible, they, they are acting from the Bible. True. Right. Yeah. 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 And even there's another side to that extreme because some people, okay, well they study the Bible just so they can make others jealous. Mm. Oh, you know what I mean? I'm yes. gonna study I, I study I studied the Bible, you know, ten hours a day or whatever and I can quote scripture and they walk around with mm-hmm. this mm-hmm. this pride in their hearts. Well look at me. You know what and I mean? And we've seen that. Yeah. We've definitely. seen that. Mm. And another point that people are jealous on, envious, um, is because of perceived finances we can't mm. say finances because you don't know anybody's pocket no, unless no. somebody's giving you their pay stub or <laughs> bank account information mm. you have no idea what's going on in somebody's finances mm-hmm. so we see a lot of time amongst professed christians they are pointing out hey they have a new suit this week mm-hmm. she has a new dress did they get a new car mm. did they get a new van mm-hmm. did i hear you just moved mm. whatever the external circumstances are it really it's none of your business Mm -hmm. how the lord blesses someone Mm -hmm. and number two you don't know what somebody has in Mm -hmm. their bank account or where it comes from people Mm -hmm. work there are some people who are very frugal with their money very wise with their money but the bottom line is as professed christians what somebody wears what somebody drives Mm -hmm. and where someone lives is no one's business right. and mm-hmm. it's not important. It's not a salvific issue. Right. But when right. we bring those matters amongst ourselves as professed Christians, and that's the discussion of the day, especially on Sabbath, mm. we are planting seeds of discord. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Mm. And we see also 
among the young people. This happens as well. You know, when I say young people, I'm talking about ages, you know, 15 probably to 30. Okay. Um, you know, the, the teenagers who are going into their um, young adulthood. Mm-hmm. Um, and jealousy creeps in there as well because, you know, in, in every church, I'm sure there are some very sincere youth who are seeking to grow. They want to be used in just any capacity. And as uh, leaders in the church, you know, see this, they, they may, um, as God inspires them, say, okay, I'm going to give you a few more responsibilities, right? Mm -hmm. Right? I'm going to choose you to do some sort of service, but others who are not chosen inwardly and outwardly, they may show and express. I have a problem with that. Mm -hmm. I was here longer. I feel like I could do it as well. Mm -hmm. And so the question we have to ask is, well, why aren't, these other youth being chosen for these positions. And I want to make this plain because we've seen this in our experience. Firsthand. Firsthand, you know, um, uh, in our church and the ministries we've been, and and we're shedding this just as light so we can be aware and examine ourselves. Um, And one of the things I've seen is, you know, negative attitudes. Um, You know, the Bible talks about having a a meek and quiet spirit, a spirit that's teachable. But there's some people who are combative. Mm -hmm. You know, when um, those who are older, have more wisdom and more experience, maybe say something based on the Bible, based on the spirit mm. of prophecy. There's still a debate as you to challenge. It. Yeah, yeah. Like, well, I feel like this would be better in this situation. Right. What, right. what about this and that? Right. Mm-hmm. So it's the know-it-alls, you mm-hmm. know, the know-it-alls. Yeah. And, and in this ministry, Pastor Henriquez, he, he welcomes the youth right. to participate in whatever capacity, you know, they're the strongest in. Exactly. It is not like no youth has ever been told no, been told no, has mm-hmm. been excluded from wanting to serve. It's their choice. And it, and again, they don't want to make that sacrifice. A lot mm-hmm. of times the sacrifice is too great. You know, mm-hmm. nothing wrong with school, mm-hmm. nothing, nothing at all wrong with school. You go to school, but have some time to serve, you know, work for God. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, mm-hmm. You know, social status is another thing that yep. will right. will Speak. will keep a person, you know, wanting well, not wanting to serve. Right. right. These young people are so caught up in having boyfriends and girlfriends, not even courting, mm-hmm. dating, mm-hmm. and it, that stems from the parents. What are you teaching the children at home? Mm-hmm. Because if we're at home and we're allowing our children to date. Right. And they get caught up with these emotions with individuals. But then you bring them to church and they're hearing this message that tells otherwise. What do you think they're going to choose? Right. Some have separated from the truth because of that. Because of relationships. Exactly. And we have to be careful not to make it seem as as older people, especially parents, um, that the church has turned from your child. No, no, you're you. And your child are turning from the church because of the standards and Mm -hmm. the principles that Mm -hmm. are laid down. Mm -hmm. And these parents, again, at home, they don't tell their children otherwise. Mm -hmm. They come home and they say, well, this is what we allow. Mm -hmm. So it's relativism again, and youth don't like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and and a lot of the youth are disrespectful towards Mm -hmm. leadership. You Mm -hmm. know, even, you know, the elders, deacons, deaconess Mm -hmm. in the church, Mm -hmm. um, which, again, that will bar you from serving. Um, I'm not going to use the word bar. But that will keep you from serving. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to have the right, the right attitude, mm-hmm. the right spirit about you. Mm-hmm. I know. I, I remember specifically in one of our mission trips, we went to New York. We had two bus buses right. of mm-hmm. youth. I mean, probably I think it was twenty two of us tw- total. Twenty two of mm-hmm. us total, and w- w- look at where we are right now. Right. right. So, <laughs> right. so it's kind of ironic. And the, and the thing is, the work is the work is is here. Right. You know. But the laborers are few. Right. That's it. And, That's uh, and, and to add to what you're saying, the majority, if not all, if I'm correct, were invited to go. But yes. not all received the invitation. A mm-hmm. lot of people said Accepted no. Accepted the invitation. Accepted. Yeah. Yeah. They yeah. were like, 
No, yeah. because they had other, other engagements exactly. that were more important. Mm-hmm. Yeah, wow. It's kind of like that. It's kind of like the um, the call to the marriage feast. Dwayne's phone's ringing there, friends. Don't mind, don't mind him. <laughs> exactly. We're going to keep on talking we're here. We're going to keep talking. You know, it reminds me of the marriage feast where Christ, bid, well, the king bid his servant to call them yes. to the supper, right? Call them to the feast. And every man had an mm. excuse. I'm not, I can't come because I got to take care of a field. Right. I can't come because oxen. I got an oxen, right? I got, I got a relationship here. Mm. They got so much things going in their lives that they don't, they give them excuse, they give themselves excuses not to serve. Right. And then they blame the church exactly. for not giving them opportunity. Exactly. exactly. They blame the church. Or if for whatever reason they are not chosen, then there's something wrong with the the church, the, the church or even that the little leadership, leadership right. or, or that group. Yeah. You know, there's tell it to the world. Yeah. And, and then, then there's, there's us. And then there's you know, us. Yeah. Which, separation. which is what we've heard mm-hmm. from yeah. some, some young yeah. people. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, one thing I personally have always appreciated is um, counsel, wisdom from those who are older. Um, because, you know, we all go through periods as we're growing in life where we might feel like we have it all figured out. But then as as I've gotten older, I realized, okay, I, I really didn't know. Right. So I appreciate, you know, that counsel. But right. um, there are some some youth who they carry that spirit of I already know what's best for me mm-hmm. all from a young age all the way up. And so, you know, it's it's okay for youth to have real discussions. Right. And mm-hmm. we've had that before, you know, talking about relationships, mm-hmm. talking about finances, talking about life, you know, whatever it is that that youth can have an open space, I guess, right. to discuss. Um but it should always be finished off, concluded with the Bible, Correct. with yes, the spirit it. of prophecy. And so, you know, when when those discussions have been had and structure has been put in place, okay, let's talk about these subjects, but let's come to a biblical conclusion. Let's go through reading plans, you know, of the Bible, right. the spirit of prophecy. How many are really doing it? You right. know? And and not, not as a requirement, but when you think of it to yourself, this is for our personal salvation. Exactly. Correct. You know, so, so how many people are taking it serious? Correct. And again, mm-hmm. we're just giving our firsthand account of what we've seen personally. And experience. Yes. Because we have a lot of young people today that are saying that they want to be a part of the church. You know, they they say, you all, you older people are saying there's no young people out here that want to hear the message. Well, we do. But just as Jared said, when you give the suggestion, read these books. Mm -hmm. They don't want to read the books. And when we say let's gather for Bible study, a structured Bible study, they don't want to do that. Uh So at least we can speak from experience in this ministry. There have been many structured systems, including tell it to the world that the youth had opportunity to participate in, but they chose something else. Mm -hmm. So it has to be a desire. It can't be just the church's responsibility to pull and pull, mm-hmm. you have to say yes, mm-hmm. or you have to say no. Yeah, right. Accept it. Right. Uh, and that's very interesting because not only do we see strife, contention, and jealousy amongst the youth, the young mm-hmm. people, but we also see that permeating the churches, right? right? Even among professed Christians, even Seventh-day Adventists, our denomination. Because right. mm-hmm. many people, many professed Christians, they use this argument, stop airing the dirty laundry or the sins of the church. Mm. But the question is, what do you do when that dirty laundry um, is already being publicized. It's already public. Right. It's already been aired, right? Even by some media outlets who are covering it. Mm-hmm. Right. Public you know, knowledge. Public yes. knowledge. It's been made public knowledge. You know what I mean? Or or is posted somewhere, you know, for others to see. Same thing as public knowledge, but what I'm saying is that organization itself, whether it's the ministry, whether it's a particular church, mm-hmm. posted something online, that becomes public knowledge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, that's what we're saying. Platform. A social media platform 
or news outlet like Richard Richard just said. It's a public platform, and we have to understand that we live in the age where everything is public. Mm -hmm. If you don't want it private, don't add um, cameras in your churches. Mm -hmm. You don't want it public, yeah. If you don't want it public, don't allow cameras, phones, Mm -hmm. any recording devices in your churches. Mm -hmm. But when those cameras are not there, when they go off, Mm -hmm. this public, um, dirty airing of laundry they mm-hmm, say mm-hmm. are you talking about that as a church mm-hmm. if what you don't want aired mm. to the public as a congregation as leaders of a church or mm. a ministry are you talking with your members mm. about the sins that are in the church that need to be doubt overcome it. doubt yeah. it mm-hmm. and and you see a clear biblical example with moses and aaron because both moses and aaron they rebuked the sins of the world when they were in egypt right they mm-hmm. were you know telling Pharaoh, let my people go, all of this. Everyone was fine with it. But then look at Mount Sinai. Moses came down from the mount, and he saw the church in sin, in apostasy. He rebuked it. Mm -hmm. And the people, they didn't like Moses because Uh of that. But Aaron, he didn't say a word when it came to the sins of the church. He actually helped them to do it. And also by his silent compromise, Mm -hmm. he he built up their apostasy. And, And because of that, the people loved him. Same thing is happening today. There are ministers who only want to preach against the world, but they don't want to talk about the sins in the church. Right. Mm-hmm. And then a lot of people try to compare, would you do that to your house? Would you mm-hmm. air right. the dirty laundry in your house or whatever it is? Mm-hmm. That's not the same thing. That's no. that is two two different things there. Mm-hmm. Right. While the home is an extension of the church, we have to be careful not to try to blend them completely. Right. Um again. If you're going to use that analogy, I would assume that if you're a father in the home and there are issues in your home that you're sitting with your family and you all are talking about it privately so that you can gain that victory over sin and go out publicly and show others how to do the same. So it's the same thing in the church. If you have been called to be the shepherd of that flock, if you don't want it public, no cameras, no cell phones, don't post anything on social media, and have that conversation then mm-hmm. with your congregation, if that's what you choose. Mm-hmm. But you gave the perfect example. Moses was called to rebuke the sins of the world mm-hmm. and, in, and the in the church. And right. it was it was necessary for it to, re- to be done because um, thereafter, the heathen, they would look and say, look, God's people, they were in apostasy. They were in idolatry. We can do it too. Mm-hmm. But the fact that Moses gave a rebuke, it could stand as a record to say, yes, we fell into sin. Right. However, God rebuked it. He actually condemned this sin and punished it. And that's from Patriarchs and Prophets. But because we're on the topic of jealousy, envy, strife, and contention, this is what causes this amongst mm-hmm. professed Christians, mm-hmm. even amongst Seventh-day Adventist Christians, yeah. that one ministry is preaching the gospel this way mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. another ministry is pe- preaching the gospel this way mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. is the gospel not going forth? Mm. is the work being done is the work being finished mm-hmm. so and i'm speaking particularly to leaders mm-hmm. because if you're not checking your spirit as a leader what type of miasma are you breathing on those who follow you mm-hmm. What are they doing daily now on social media or in their circles? What are they talking about? Are they talking about the word of God Mm -hmm. or are we talking about what this ministry is or isn't doing? Mm -hmm. Right, right. And that's true. And that's so true because, again, going back to your point there, Jared, even with Moses and Aaron, uh, and that's one of the reasons why the children of of Israel did not like 
Moses so much because right. the Bible lets us know that Moses continually reminded the children of Israel of their sins. He continued to um, rebuke them, again, not to be sadistic or tyrannical, but right. it's because God told him to do that. Right. That's love. That's love, right? Those whom God loves, he rebukes and chastens. And first and second, is it First Timothy 5, chapter 5 and verse 20 tells us, them that sin rebuke before all, that others also may fear, mm. right? So again, it is responsibility in which God puts leaders in to um, call sin by its right name, right. right? Not to compromise or to water down the message because again, you make God look bad. Right. You make God look like, okay, I'll let anything pass, right. any right. sin pass, you know yeah. what I mean? Exactly. No, but God has a place every individual to do their work. Mm-hmm. Right? What Not a potent compromise. text. Yeah, I'm, I'm rereading this. Them that sin rebuke before a all, little bit of people. All, all, all. That others mm-hmm. also may fear. Mm-hmm. So right. we're talking about professed Christians. Who are mm-hmm. these others? Right. Mm-hmm. The world. Mm-hmm. Right. So that they too can see that God has exactly. a standard and want to come in and live up to these standards by his mm-hmm. grace. That's exactly. true. You know, in the book, um, Testimonies for the Church, book three, page 320, it tells us why um, God allowed Moses, God put Moses in that position to remind them, remind the children of Israel of their sins, was to humble them and let them see their sins in view of how God sees them. Right. The right? standards. It's to, mm-hmm. it's to remind them, listen, God, I'm, I'm the Lord thy God. I do have standards. That's this it. is the way you should be living your life. That's yeah. it. And as you saw um, in 1 Timothy 5.20, which is the New Testament, um, just like Moses did in the old, Paul also did in the New Testament. Mm-hmm. I mean, his ministry, he went from church to church. He wrote these letters to the Romans, Corinthians, Galatians. the Ephesians, Galatians. Mm-hmm. Um, and these letters were not just, you know, love. I mean, they were love letters, but yeah. they was just not no, um, you know, light letters. They were letters that called out sin. Mm-hmm. Um, that was that was there for correction, mm-hmm. um, reproof. You know, when when needed. Mm-hmm. I mean, if like it was not anything. for that, you know, you have believers doing anything and bringing anything into the church. Right. Mm-hmm. And what you said about Paul, that's Second Timothy three sixteen and 17. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. That's what he was going to these different churches, mailing letters to the different churches, telling them the standards of God. And he was speaking amongst professed Christians, right? But it wasn't only professed Christians in those countries and at the Church of Galatian, Colossians. Mm. There were others because they mm. had to go do evangelism as well. Yeah. Exactly. So that message of reproof, correction, instruction in righteousness mm-hmm. was for the church first, for the church to become on one accord. Right. Then the church can then go evangelize. Right. And the then world. back to the Old Testament, where you had Elijah who um, with Ahab and Jezebel, they did not want to be rebuked and mm-hmm. reproved. You see what happened. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They, they tried to kill him. Oh, yeah. right. You know what I mean? They, oh, they, yeah. they, they, they tried to kill him. So that is something that's not popular amongst God's people, mm-hmm. you know, but those that I love are rebuke and, and chase. And that's the point right there. It's love because, mm-hmm. again, they use that argument. Okay, you're preaching, preaching against the sins, but there's no love in it. Mm-hmm. There's no love in it. Again, that was, the issue, that was the issue with Moses. Right. You know what I mean? Oh, it was just he just kept on continually reminding them. But you have to remember that Moses and, again, others, Elijah as well, they were, type, they were a type of Christ, right? Mm-hmm. right? right. Because... Moses was the meekest man that was ever underwear and lived around the face of the earth. You know what I mean? God took Elijah. So, of course, he must have been doing something right. 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 And then yeah. we see in Matthew 11 where Christ says, come learn of me, for I am meek and lowly of heart. So if, so if God is ordaining Moses and Elijah as well to call out sin, it must be because it's out of love. Right. It's not just to call them, okay, well, you guys are doing bad, bad, bad. You're going to hell. No. Mm. No. Yeah. It's to show his standards 
so that we can come up to them. Mm-hmm. So as we're closing, Acts 2, verse 1 through 4, what do we see here? It's the mm-hmm. upper room experience, yes. right? Yeah. And so we, we're talking about jealousy, contention, and strife amongst professed Christians, mm-hmm. even amongst Seventh-day Adventists, even amongst ministries. Mm-hmm. And we're saying to get rid of that, we have to come on one accord. Mm-hmm. That's the end goal in order for the Holy Spirit to be poured out mm. on God's true church, his remnant people, right. we must be on one accord. Yeah, Jealousy, yeah. contention, strife have to be put aside. One ministry versus another ministry. That is foolishness mm-hmm. in the eyes of God. That is sinful mm-hmm. in the eyes of God. We are wasting time. We have come off the wall mm-hmm. and we're getting involved in frivolous matters. Mm-hmm. Let's get back on the wall, stay on the wall yes. so that we can be converted. Let God remove all of these different sins from us so we can go forth and do his work. Well, there's a lot we can say on this topic. I mean, we can go on, but we have to end it right here. So thank you for joining us on another episode of Let's Talk. And, you know, continue to share this message. uh, Comment on the videos. We'd love to read them. Have this conversation. Have this conversation. We'll talk to you next time.